It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Calgary, Alberta. Jennifer Carlson is founder and president at Thirsty Naturals, Inc. She's also co-founder at Baby Gourmet and is chair of innovation and new ventures at SAIT. Welcome to the show, Jennifer, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Hi, Mario. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jennifer, where you're from and what your business is all about. I'm actually from Calgary, born and raised. Baby Gourmet was my first company, was founded about 13 years ago, and we are an organic baby food company. We're actually now Canada's leading brand of organic baby food, so that's very exciting for us. You know, I started the company from a farmer's market, and along with my sister, we grew it to uh, national distribution and now have expanded into Asian markets. So we've done some very exciting things with Baby Gourmet, and I'm now focusing on my new company, which is Thirsty Naturals. Thirsty Naturals is a um, 100% natural line of skin and body products developed specifically for teenagers. So now that my kids are teenagers, I'm, I'm faced with what goes on their body. And I felt like it was a really nice natural transition from organic baby food, spending so many years talking about feeding your family, feeding babies, and what you put into your body. And now dealing with teenagers, I'm really focused on what goes on in their bodies. We had our soft launch in September and we'll be rolling out nationally at the end of July. When you first started uh, in, as an entrepreneur, did you need financing uh, to start your company? When I first started Baby Gourmet, we were small. So we were out of the farmer's market and my sister and I funded it ourselves. It wasn't until we established our plan to go big that we really recognized our financial needs. And yes, we, uh, we raised quite a bit of money uh, with the first company. And then with the second company, I would like to structure it a little bit differently. So I have self-funded it um, to date and I've brought in one private shareholder and we'll use debt financing to help grow. What is your long-term vision for your company and what it will look like in the future? You know, I think Baby Gourmet, um, it's, it's really well established now. And I think that it, it really has a lot of potential to grow in uh, the international markets. So I would like to see that company expand in Asia if that continues to just grow the brand privately or look for a, a potential acquiring partner. And with Thirsty Naturals, I think it it could follow a very similar path. I'd like to see it uh, expand across Canada quite quickly. And then I'd like to look into the U.S. and then international markets as well. What were the um, biggest benefits for you being an entrepreneur in Calgary? Uh, What are some of the good points of being here and maybe some of the challenges as well? It's a wealthy city and there's a lot of people that have... um, a lot of disposable income to invest. And they're risk takers. They, they like to take chances and risks and, and try different things and diversify. So I found raising money, it was helpful to be in the city. However, when you can go down a um, downturn and the city can be affected by you know the economy, um, that really does play a factor in how you can raise money. And I think, you know, for me, this is a consumer packaged goods company, and there's very few CPG companies in Calgary that are founded, started, and ran in Calgary. They typically will be in Toronto or Vancouver. So that was a little bit of a challenge, was trying to get people to see outside of investing just in oil and gas and 
the components that support that industry. It was really about teaching them about CPG and the potential. So, you know, it had its pros and cons. We do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in Calgary where you like to go recharge, get inspired, think about your business? Physical activity for me is my form of meditation and where I clear my head and reset and refocus. I have a dog and I live near Sandy Beach Dog Park and I, I go for regular walks through the park there, which is um, a nice place for me to clear my head as well as I've got really great local yoga studio, spin studio and kickboxing studio nearby. And that's where I kind of blow off steam and recharge. A hypothetical question for you here. Imagine you were to start all over again and you just moved to Calgary, but this time you don't know anyone. Knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you do it to start all over again as an entrepreneur? The great thing about Calgary and how it's developed in the last 13 years from when I started was there's so many networks and communities for entrepreneurs and co-working spaces, which I think is really cool. And one of the keys to success is really surrounding yourself with like-minded people and tapping into networks that are available to you. And there's so much more than there was when I started. So if I was new to the city, I would recommend joining networking groups, looking at co-working spaces, depending what industry you're in, looking at what organizations they have set up to support. And I think that you could find your, your network there. What does the first hour of your day look like when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific ritual or routine that you typically do to get yourself going? I'm an early riser. I love the morning. So I'm usually up at about 5.30. I like to work out. I like to get that over with first thing in the morning. So if I go for a spin class or a boxing class, I, I like to be home by seven, make lunch for the kids, have breakfast with them, get them off to school. And, and that's kind of my routine. When you look at entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of people think they may be a little different or just unique or wired differently. What do you think about that? I think there's an element to the personality type of an entrepreneur that is a little bit unique. And we take risks and it's not, for me, it's not about an adrenaline rush. It's about taking weighted risks and knowing that even if it doesn't work out this way, I'm going to learn from whatever the experience is and I'm going to uh, try it a different way. So I think that you have to be really dynamic and diverse and not risk adverse. There is a little bit of a craziness, I think, that's <laughs> that most entrepreneurs have. Is there any book you're reading right now? You know, I just finished reading a book called Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. It was kind of a funny take. A woman who's a mother entrepreneur and all the lies she tells herself and how to overcome them. It was pretty inspiring. And I'm reading um, Mindset by Carol Dweck. She's really the pioneer behind it. So I'm, uh, I'm in her book as well right now. How do you balance that work uh, with your personal life? My kids are a really nice distraction for me. And, and I love spending time with them. Uh, they're really busy right now with activities. So I'm at basketball and volleyball games, and I try to be very present so I don't have my phone with me. So that's a way to, to kind of check out of work and focus on them. And that really brings me a lot of happiness. You know, I have a wide network of friends that I try to connect with um, as frequently as I can. I'm not exceptionally social, but I realize the value in having friends. So I try to connect and go for walks or go for coffee every once in a while just to to step out of it. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you like to do for a profession? You know, I, I, that's a tough question because I swear I, I, I've always thought if I didn't do this, I have no idea what else I would do. It would be very hard to work for someone else. <laughs> I think I would probably be in some form of marketing in some capacity somewhere if I wasn't doing this. 
Is there a job you wouldn't want to do at all? There's a lot of jobs I definitely would not want to do. When I first started out, I was working in geophysical services. I don't think I'd ever want to do that again. In business, is there a favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? The fortune favors the bold. You cannot be rewarded if you don't take a chance. So for me, fortune favors the bold was one of my favorites. What about a least favorite word? I hate the word mompreneur. That for me is my least favorite word. Like it makes me cringe whenever I hear it because I just find it demeaning. I don't think you have to have a special coined term because you're a mom and you, you happen to be an entrepreneur. I think if you're a mother, it just makes you even more powerful of an entrepreneur that you were able to, to be a mom and take on the challenges of starting a business. I just find that word cringeworthy. <laughs> if you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would they be and why? Independent and driven. And I say independent because I love to be on my own and, and take responsibility on my own and to map out what I need to do on my own. And then I bring in all my resources to double check and make sure I'm on the right track. I feel confident in being independent and not knowing that I need someone or you know, I, that I can do things on my own. And I say driven because I don't like to let up. If I have a vision and I have a thought, I feel strongly about it. I'm very determined and driven to see it through. Is there anything that keeps you up at night? There's lots of stuff that keeps me up. And what I try to do at night is I try to meditate for about five, for about five minutes before I go to sleep so, so that I can calm my thoughts. But most of my thoughts are around what could I have done differently today uh, what can I do differently tomorrow? I'm thinking of all the ways that I can find a solution around it. So I figure if I can get that out of the way at the five minutes before I go to bed, that helps me sleep. And it, it seems to work. Everybody today seems to have a bucket list. Uh, what's on the top of your bucket list? Obviously, travel and experiences are, are really high on my bucket list and, and interesting things to do. But seeing my businesses come to fruition and to come to life is part of my bucket list too. Do you have any advice you may have received over the years from others that you'd like to pass on to entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs? This is another quote, plan your work and work your plan. And it sounds so generic, but for me, um, doing your homework, like actually really truly understanding what your plan is, is so critical to the outcome. And whenever I give advice to young entrepreneurs or companies that are starting up, I really want them to understand. Just because it's an idea they think is going to work, they really need to understand the market and really validate their concept and their idea before taking it to market. I've seen so many businesses go so far down the line and they never really truly understood the true value proposition and if it was right or wrong. So planning your work for me means doing your homework and really understanding it before you execute. Imagine being on a, a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there with no internet. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer, a smartphone, tablet, any sort of device. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat uh, and we'll come pick you up. Now, how long would you last before you made that phone call and what would you do while you were there? I actually welcome when I turn my phone off and when I put my laptop away. Uh, you know, I think it is a little bit sad that we're so connected to technology that we can't appreciate the rest of life without it. 
So I would welcome that challenge. I don't know how long I would last. It really would depend on how resourceful I was at finding a place to sleep, building some form of <laughs> lean to and being able to make tools so that I could catch fish and start a fire. Those would be, it really depends. If I could get that, I'd be high. I could be okay for a couple months, I think. Is there anything you'd like to add, uh, Jennifer, before you leave us today? Being an entrepreneur in Calgary has been such a great opportunity for me. And, and I'm thrilled that the city has embraced me and my businesses and my companies. I just see the city really booming with entrepreneurship and more companies growing. Uh, they're doing a great job at supporting startups and encouraging it. There's a lot of resources out there nowadays to start a business. And I, I don't believe it's just about you know going to school and learning how to get a job. I think it's about being able to pivot and create jobs because we need job creators too. Is there any way that listeners can get a hold of you if they'd like to reach out? The best place probably is on LinkedIn. So I, uh, I check my messages on LinkedIn and that's a, a great place to connect. It's been a good tool. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer, yeah. for being our guest on Calgary's podcast. I've learned a lot about you and your business and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mario. Have a great day. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.